Hey everybody, this is Dave Cohen on Guitar Tales with another fireside chat. This is a first ever for us and we're really excited about it. We have Helena who is a bass player. You are our first bass player. Thanks for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And you are pulling yourself away from your kids for the first night of Hanukkah. We're taping on December 10th right now. So happy yeah. Hanukkah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. It feels good. I, I, mommy could use a little alone time away uh, right now. So this is this is good timing. Now, and, and I feel badly because I didn't give you time to make yourself a tequila, your drink of choice. That's okay. Maybe I'll have a drink after this. I think yeah, I will. I'm, I'm, you know, apropos for the times. You know, nice. Corona. I usually drink wine on the show, but I didn't feel like opening a bottle. Um, so I, I can't wait to get into the show with you um, because you are, we've been taping uh, for about a year and a half now. We probably have about 25 episodes. We've, we've had people know how to play bass, but we've never had a real bass player on the show. So we're honored and thankful and grateful. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and your full name is Helena Holmes. Yep. Uh, People can find you by Googling. I found this out. You have to add the word bass to your name because there's a few other people with your name floating around out there. I see. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you search for Helena Holmes bass, I have a YouTube channel. I saw that. Um, which I've been trying to grow. Um, uh, and all of my videos I make public. So, um, you know, trying to get my name out there a little bit. And I've had I've had some success more on, on Facebook. YouTube's a little bit there's a lot of people that have youtube channels so yeah. um, facebook we we find on our show we might hit you know fifteen thousand people on a show and it's also on youtube and it doesn't touch nearly that many people yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah there are there are ways to get it out there i've figured out there are you know, campaigns you can do you can spend a little money um right. but yeah social media and facebook is is a good good way to get right. out there because I don't think people surf YouTube the way they surf Facebook. It's not, I mean, I, I do it a little bit, but I think Facebook sort of tells me what it has figured out I want to see and hear. You yeah. Know? And not as yeah. much. YouTube has figured out that I like ancient aliens, though. Uh, <laughs> yeah, YouTube has their own ag algorithm, but I think, um, uh, you know, I didn't know this. I've delved into it a little bit that uh, when you pay, then uh you know you can get your videos your name up in you know as suggested videos to watch oh, really that's interesting yeah this is a whole it took me a while to figure it out i'm letting the cat out of the bag because it's 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 a lot of people don't know about it but yeah there are campaigns that you can run um to get your to get your name out there to get your videos out there right. uh but facebook facebook's done me better better than you i think the nice thing about facebook people just scrolling and then your video just starts playing. Yeah. It's pretty you cool. Know? Yeah. I have a really good friend whose son has something I don't have, which is a really thick head of hair. So at age 15 or 16, his son made a few videos where he just flips his hair back and sort of smiles into the camera. 5 million hits. Oh my. Yeah. It's yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's beyond me. I, you know, some of the ones that have, I mean, I've seen musicians, I've seen bass players that have a ton that are good, but I think, how did they get, you know, 80,000, yeah. 100,000? You know, they might, I'm sure your, fr your friend's son wasn't paying for it, but uh, no, he just I assume some the right way. Yeah. 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 Um, so let, let, let's talk a little about you. See, so you are a 20 year bass player or 20 years as a professional. I, 
Uh, I'm 44. I've been playing since I was 16, so 26 years. Um, but the first couple of years, you know, I, professional, you know, uh, that's a, that's a, I don't know right. if I use that term. Yeah, I mean, definitely, I'd say the past 15, 20 years, you know, making, supplementing my income from playing. Right. Um, prior to that, I did originals uh, and swore I would never do covers. Oh, right. um, yeah. And anyone that played with me in original bands back then, we were all sort of, yeah, no, we would never play covers. Um, and then it's I good did music, my first, though. you know, it's what it's all good music. Yeah, it is. And, and I don't know why we had this. I think, you know, we thought we had stars in our eyes when we were um, younger and, you know, cover bands. That was like for like older people. And like, you're not going to make it doing covers. And uh, then I did my first cover gig on New Year's Eve, however many years ago, 20 years ago, 18 years ago. And I got paid at the end of the night and <laughs> people stuck around and they danced. And then I got free drinks. It was like, I had never experienced that in my life. So um, that converted me, that converted me into- That's a into, good thing. And, and you know, one of the, the themes that I've gotten from our people on the show, whether they do originals or covers, uh, and I think we've probably skewed a little in the cover direction on our show. It's just bringing joy to the people yes. who've gone out. Totally. You know what music I love, I love listening to music. I love playing, but I, I love listening to music. And, um, you know, I think it, it definitely strikes this emotional chord. Uh, and I love to see people getting into it. And it doesn't matter whether it's originals or covers. It just so happens that people, you know, people like to hear what they know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I played a lot of original shows. I, you know, I played CBGBs with a lot of different bands over the years. And uh, the original scene is, is not, can, can be, can be a little rough. Uh, you know, you got, you got bands playing and then the people that see the bands are there. And then as soon as the band's off the stage, everyone that came to see the band leaves. Right. You right. Know, it, it's unforgiving. It's, you know, it's, you, you pour your heart and soul into it. And, uh, you know, you, you don't always get get it back from the audience. But you're right. It doesn't matter. Covers are originals. Music is music. And yeah, um, yeah. I, I had uh, just like a good but a hard work day today and just made myself some dinner through the headphones in and have my own little personally curated song list. And, and it's like it, it, it hits some receptors and neurons in one's head. And it just my mood immediately. Yeah, today was the Black Crows. The Black Crows put me in a fabulous mood. That's it. Nothing else you, objective. Yeah, I, I, it's me too. I, I can relate that, you know, I'm driving to work in the morning and I'll, it just it just does something to me. It, it does affect my mood. And I don't know if it does that as much to every. You know, I see uh, my kids don't have that same, which is interesting. They like music, but... I think some people have an emo a visceral, a vi I, I have a, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. I, yeah. I get, I have a visceral reaction yeah. to music. You know, I've gotten goosebumps. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I went to a, um, a conference probably 25 years ago with a lawyer I didn't know too well and um, just different law firms, what have you. And we get into a rental car and I find some local rock station and I'm just noticing we had a long drive to get from uh, one place to another. And uh, the guy in the car with me, or I said to the guy in the car with me, 
they, they can't play a bad song. And I'm all excited. Every song they're playing is better than the last. And he actually said, yeah, I don't like music. Oh. <laughs> and I thought, okay. And, and, I, and, and I guess those people exist too. There could, you know, in the minds of, of at least where I would have been, would be people either love music or like music, or maybe even are, are either way on music, but people don't like music. But I, I met I met someone once um, in a bar, I think at a gig and uh, getting a drink and just started chatting. And I don't know why he was there. He wasn't there to listen to music. And, somehow, and he, he also said something similar. He said, yeah, I don't really, I don't really, or he said, I don't listen to music anymore because I'm into politics. And I was like, wow. who, I was foreign to me. I'm like, who, who doesn't listen to music? Like, I, I couldn't relate. No. I couldn't. I couldn't. So I. So with that said, and I see, as I said, I see in my children that I. I don't know that it strikes everyone in the same way. No. Um, I guess in an idealist way, I would think it does, but I don't know that it does. But it definitely does with many people, and um, it does with me. And I, you know, I. It's 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 part of my life. It's it's and it, you know, part of my existence, part of my being. Right. Right. Your your fiber. You know. Yes. Your DNA. Yes. So, so let me ask you this. So when you, when you picked up your first bass, you could have picked up, I don't know if you could pick up a piano, but you could have played piano. Um, you could have played piano, guitar, I mean, a million other things. What drew you to bass or did you start somewhere else before bass? Yeah, I started on piano. Uh, my parents uh, uh, made me, which was a trend, maybe less so now, made me play piano. They weren't uh, ruthless about it. I just, it was, hey, you gotta take lessons. I'm really glad they did, because I think uh, it, it was a foundation, um, and I can still read a little bit. Um, I tried, I think I tried guitar probably for like a week or two, um, but um, uh, when I was 13, I remember this moment, my you know boyfriend at the time at 13, uh, was into classic rock and I didn't know about classic rock. I was into eighties and whatever it was on uh, PLJ at the time. Right. Remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, he played Led Zeppelin and, and I remember grew up in Kinelon walking uh, to uh, Sabies beach. Anyone that's watching this would know the beach and, and uh, we probably had a, a boom box and he played ramble on. And right. I remember going, what's, what's that? Maybe I can hear that bass sound in my head right now. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, that's bass. And I'm like, oh, and I didn't pick up bass at 13, but that stuck in my head. That's uh, Zeppelin. And then, and then hearing more Led Zeppelin and, you know, uh, that, that made an impression. Um, yeah. Well, that it's um. Well, we're glad you did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, so you caught my attention and Scott's with uh, some of your videos playing Rush, and not just playing Rush, playing it really goddamn well. I mean, yeah, that. Um, I forgot which. Now I'm forgetting which songs you did. Um, I did fly. I just did Fly by Night by Rush. Uh, I, yeah. I just did that. Uh, recorded it over the weekend. I recorded it on Saturday and posted it on Sunday. That that's the one we saw. There was another Rush song I saw you did. I, thought, I didn't no. do any other. I did. I did Rio by Duran Duran. That's yeah. That's that. the other one I saw. That you did a really nice job. Of. But my favorite, which is on my playlist, you did. Rub, is it Rubber Band Man? Rubber Band Man. Yep. That yep. is such a positive, great, fun, silly song. I don't know what it means to be a Rubber Band Man, but it was. Uh, yeah. There's there's a story. I, to, I read up on it. It was about this, one of the guys that wrote it. His son was very overweight. 
Okay. Um, there's there's actually a nice story behind it. I think he oh, wrote really? it for Don, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah. It's a long song too. It's it, yeah. I don't like remember. A five six minute or maybe. I just I don't when I ran, it felt like it lasted forever. Okay. Yeah, you know the videos. You know people have requested. People requested Rush Forever. Um, I hope I'm not gonna. People are gonna be screaming when I say this. I I don't love Rush, but I like no, so, the no, song. Okay. Okay. I like Fly By Night. Yeah. Um, Rubber Band Man. I don't even remember the name of the band that did that. The Ohio that. Players. Or the Ohio Players, was it? I, think, I don't think, I think. they wrote it. Rubber. But there's, you know, there's random songs that I don't necessarily love the whole catalog, but right, I love right. the song. I will never cover most of the songs I do videos of. Right. So it's really, um, it, it's really just sort of like a passion to do these videos and to get into these songs. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, so as we were watching it and I have to ask Scott, Scott and I both talked about this. You, you, your bass is pretty much at your ankles. Like, <laughs> you play, no, I, I, I don't know how you do it. It's really cool. But it, do you do that for effect or are you, is that where you're most comfortable? That's where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. It got, I, it was a little, it's gotten a, a little silly. Some of my videos and then my friends are sort of sticking out for me or people are like, why don't you try raising the strap? And, you know, sort of implying I'm not doing it right. No, I, I, I'm pretty much self-taught. I took two bass lessons in my life and I don't want to mention the bass teacher, amazing bass player, not a good teacher. You can be great at something and not be a good teacher. Right. Um, I just fell into it. it. It bothers my wrist, my right wrist to play it higher. It just, okay. it just bothers my wrist. It just feels really comfortable. Um, I don't knock on wood. I don't have any pain. I don't have any wrist issues or shoulder or back or, yeah. um, and I'm doing all right. So I feel like, well, you know, I don't know that I, you know, I don't really want to get into bothering my wrist and trying to change, you know, so no, you know, the long answer shortened. I, I don't do it for effect. It, it, it's really cool. And now I didn't watch enough to know of, of the different, styles that you might emulate uh but do you do any slap are you into that at all i'm not very good at it i can fake it a little bit and if you I watch me oh that's cool but um yeah i i never put in the time uh i never had really a reason to or a motivation um right. you know I, I can fake it a little bit um i don't know I, i've gotten to this point in my life dave where uh you know, people are like, oh, try raising the traps, try playing with the pick, try, you know, and it's like, well, I've got kids, I have a job, you know, to get really good at anything, you know, um, I don't care. Hours. Yeah. Over the, yeah. And I, and I don't, I'm not, I don't have a time and I don't, I don't, I'm not motivated enough to go, okay, now I'm going to get good at slapping. Um, well, plus so, that's a very specific thing. Like if you're, if you're main, the, the centerpiece of what you enjoy say is rock. Right. I mean, you know, unless you're the Red Hot Chili Peppers or funk, straight out funk, where, where's the need? To, I mean, I'm sure you can infuse your music a little. And I, and I love listening to it. But most rock music that we all enjoy does not have slap in it. Right. Yeah. And even there, there are songs that have slap in it that you're not even necessarily aware. I might right. hear it you know, always popping a little bit. Um, but um you know, I think of um, uh, Peg by Steely Dan. I love Steely Dan and I yeah. have the making of Asia 
And um, Chuck Rainey talks about that, that slapping during the recording of that album, slapping was very in. Right. And, and Donald and Walter did not want slapping on their album. They didn't want just like the in thing. They wanted right, to right. do it back. So I don't know if you've seen it, but so he talks about being in the studio and he's playing bass and he just turns his chair and, and the partition was enough where they couldn't see his hands. And the chorus of Peg, he slaps it. And they never knew. They oh, never knew. Miracle. And they loved it. And they're like, this is great. Um, but it's subtle. You know, yeah. there are, you know, so stuff like that. I think there is slapping where you might not necessarily even hear it, but it adds a little effect. Yeah, like in a lot of you know, like music that's very far in the direction of pop, if you listen super carefully, there, there's just like a little bit that sort of flavors it, but is not standing out. Right. And, you, and you might not even notice if it weren't slap. Right. Like there, right. there was some band I remember. I don't know why I remember this. The Tommy Scott band. I think they were a famous backup band. And they had some bass player who was just popping the hell out of it. It was kind of fun to watch. But if you listen to the overall music without staring at the bass player, you don't know that that's happening. Right, right, right. Now, who are your, if any, uh, bass heroes or heroines? Oh, I, I have, I mean, I do, it's cliche. I, it, he does slap a lot, but I love Flea. I, I don't, I don't even care about his slapping so much. Um, I, I love his bass lines. I love his bass lines. Uh, he's, he's got the funk and, and he's know. got, he's got it in his blood. And, um, you know, the ba my favorite bass player, like I like, uh, I love the guy from Jamiroquai. Um, I like, I love John Paul Jones. Uh, the the fix had a, a few different bass players. Yeah, uh, I never thought of them. Yeah, they were they were funky. Yeah, they had some great. I covered. There's a song on my YouTube channel, um, or We Ourselves, that I covered. Okay. Um, yeah, it, I I I'm not. I mean, I, I love Stanley Clark. There are yeah. some virtuosos that I love, but I think I probably lean more towards uh, just good bass lines. You know, just tasteful. Right. You know, just the glue. Peaceful. Yeah. Yeah. That you're not even necessarily, you know, some of the virtuosos, you know, I can listen to it and I'm wowed, but it's more like solo bass yeah. um, at where I prefer, you know, flea. It's just perfect for the music. It's just, you know, it just fits it like a glove. You and, know, um, if he didn't look the way he does and have that particular brand of stage presence, he would probably just be considered a really good bass player because he's not, I mean, he drives the music, but he, he's not, he's not narcissistic in his playing. Right. Yeah. No. And he's, and he's not even, um, he's, he's really not a, a virtuoso at all. I mean, there are kids on YouTube that I've seen that are nine and 10, you know, prepubescent kids. Right. Right. Who, are, who have, who have better. And I say this, you know, no joke that have better chops than Flea, you know, that right, you're just right. watching them and are like, you know, oh my God, you know. Um, so it's, he's not a virtuoso, but it's, you know, the guy from Stone Temple Pilots, uh, DeLeo, I forget his first name, you know, where they're, they just, they've got something where they just mm -hmm. play for the music and have that funk and that groove and that pocket. And it's not about how many notes. Um, so those are the, those are the guys uh, that I tend to gravitate towards that give me goosebumps. Yeah. 
Now, now um, we, we've already talked before the show that because of the technology of Zoom, we're not going to have you play, but I'd love to see your bass, and we'll talk a little bit sure, about that. Sure. So, right next to me. So, this is... Um, oh, that's gorgeous. What is this it? Is a, it's called a Sukop. The guy's name, let me see if I step back, if you can get a better... Holy crap, that's beautiful. Yeah, this is... Um, this is Steve Sukop is the guy to neck through. Wow. It's quilt maple on the top, a wenge or wenge, wenge, I don't know how they pronounce it. It's, 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 it's beautiful, but it also, um, it plays beautifully and it's light and it's weighted really well. Um, Steve lives in New Mexico now, I think Steve Sukop. I bought this in 97, um, number 123. He's He's gotten a little bit more well-known since then. Um, uh, Let's see I the back it. again. I love yeah, the wood sure. on the neck, how it goes all the way through. That is gorgeous. Yeah. Look at that. Oof. <laughs> and that's a long, yeah, you just broke your guitar on the show. Yeah, I just, I just broke my guitar and broke the yeah. ceiling. Um, and then no, it's standard. It's not extra long. No, oh, it's, it's not. No, it's tapered. You know, it's it's more of a tapered neck, so it might and also on on camera might give that. All oh, right. Uh, yeah. No. So this is yeah. This is this is my baby. I have other bases. I have a, a five string uh, music man that um, I used to play exclusively, uh, and that's that's upstairs. That's about four times as heavy as a sukop. Okay. And um, I don't really need a five strike. You know, I, I used it exclusively for a while. Uh, and then I, and then I got pregnant and I just couldn't have that weight. Uh, right. Yeah. But I, I, I don't really need a five string. Uh, I don't think for the most part. Um, but th th that's my go-to bass. The Sukom. Beautiful. Now, are you into chords on the bass or are you more single note kind of person? Single notes. I mean, occasionally yes. I'll hit maybe two note chords, but um, yeah now how have, so this is another theme we've been doing we it, it's hysterical we call these the fireside chats there's no fire anywhere but that's what <laughs> we're calling them uh but since we started doing these you know we we love to talk to artists and whether you're doing originals or covers you're an artist yeah uh, how has covid affected you uh from an artistic point of view um the positives and negatives, it hasn't all been negative. The negatives are the obvious that we've all been suffering from, which is loss of gigs. I mean, anyone that's in any entertainment hospitality business, um, I've, I did lose, uh, I'm in a, a Cars tribute uh, called Best Friends Girl. And that um, we, we traveled and we did theaters and uh, bigger venues and that, those all got canceled. Um, right. all those gigs but i did i played bars over the summer um so i, I did lose a lot of the better paying you know higher end gigs um the positive though um and this is this is just my personality so i you know i can't i can't speak for any other musician but um i got into doing these videos um i really uh that's sort of been my focus since COVID. like I, you know, I, I did a couple of them before COVID, but I, I really sort of honed in on, on doing them and, and got better sound and got this, do I have it around here? This thing, hold on. Can I, can I, let me show, let me show it to you. This, this doohickey, this is called an iRig 
And this is, uh, I go, believe it or not, go direct into this, into my phone. Really? So the videos that, yeah. So the videos that you see is just me going into this, going into my phone. So um, that's what COVID's done. I, I've, I think I've gotten better as a bass player. I've gotten, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I've gotten into doing the videos, better sound. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I don't think I would have done that. Right. Hadn't happened. Yeah, and that's that's one of the themes that we've been hearing is that, you know, depending upon one's outlook, and look, we all have different external challenges in our lives. And for a lot of folks who are financially distressed, they don't even have the the emotional bandwidth to work on their craft. But it, but if but if you're fortunate enough to be in a position where you have the bandwidth, you you can exit this a, a better craftsperson or better artist than you entered it. Yeah, I mean, for me, but that's. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, that's sort of my personality though, too. Like when I, I, I just, if things are not going well, whatever, then I'm going to, then I sort of find out a way to make them better and to do what I can do to improve my situation. So um, yeah, I, I, I feel fortunate. I have space that I, that I figured this out. You know, I, 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 I feel proud that I've, that I've even like this, like, it's like no one, I kind of took little bits and pieces. People told me get this, but then I didn't know what to do with it, right, you know, right. and then what app and how do I, you know, so, um, and then adjusting levels and the best editing app. And I, and I, you know, I'm a little techie, but I, I never was into recording. Never, never knew anything about recording or editing or setting levels or any of that. And I've taught myself. So I feel yeah, there's a sense of pride in you know having done that over the past nine months. Well, I mean the videos look really good and they sound really good. And the Thank you. you know like your mix between the track you're playing along with and what you're doing is is the right mix. You know Thank I think you. they sound great. Thank you. So so what do you see? Um, you know there it's December 10th of uh, 2020 right now, and I'm looking at my yep I got it right on my calendar there. Um, there's a couple of vaccines, um, uh, there, there is, there are rough times in front of us, but there's hope on the horizon. So what are, you know, let's say before life gets normal, what are your next projects you want to work on? And then we'll follow up with, you know, what do you see in your life once uh, we're all with each other again? Oh, I, I, I want a gig again. Um, you know, I, I did some a lot of great gigs um, with great musicians. I want to play with my friends and I want to play music with people that I enjoy being with and playing with. Um, I want to continue to do these videos and work on songs. Uh, I have a couple songs on the horizon that I'm starting to work on. Um, I think, I hope, I think that in the warmer weather, I think by the spring and the summer with the vaccine, um, I think we're going to get back to some level of normalcy. I don't know that we're, it's going to, I think it's going to be a while before people are comfortable yeah. to be packed into anywhere, you know, hundreds, thousands of people. Um, I, I don't know when those arena type events are going to come back. No, I think uh, it's a solid year. Think so? That's just my uneducated guess on it, my feel for it is that if, you know, if we have the first wave of vaccines, you know, late December, early January, then the next wave, then the next wave, then people emotionally feeling comfortable with what the vaccines can do, hopefully. 
I'm just guesstimating. It's, it feels like in about a year, life will be maybe 80% normal, something. Okay. Like that. I don't okay. know. Okay. You know, I'm, <laughs> it, it's not, uh, I'm not a medical professional. We actually just re aired the show we did with Scott because Scott is a pharmacist by day and actually has expertise. He's a frontline worker. Oh, wow. So uh, what was interesting is, uh, you know, we did an, a second, we taped his show at the very beginning of COVID because we thought, oh my God, our publicist is, is a professional in this exact area. So we did a very serious show and everything that Scott said really was borne out, you know, as we looked forward in terms of his views of these things. But somewhere on Guitar Tales, on Facebook right now, actually, is a replay of Scott's show and he had some really nice insights. I thought we had a good show, but. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Nice. So, yeah. Let's hope, let's hope we get back to, you know, to playing and, you know, some sense of normalcy. It's, it's, I'll tell you what, if nothing else, what this taught me was to appreciate things more, to appreciate gigs, you know, uh, pre COVID. Yeah. You know, it was definitely gigs. I did, you know, same old songs that I played a thousand times and uh, I don't want to play these songs again. And then I did a gig. The last gig I did was about a month ago. It was called uh, maybe three weeks ago, doing the same old songs. But I had a blast, and I right. was like, "Wow!" It gave me a little bit of a different, a different yeah. perspective. Yeah, I um, I got goosebumps. I saw this video that was going around. It might have been in Paris. It was the thousand musician um, version of um, what's the ACDC song that we all love? Shook me. Was it no, no, it's the um, oh, back, back in black. No, wow. before that, I think it's um, uh, thunder, thunderstruck. Oh, okay, yeah, I think it, I like, saw thunder, it. yeah, a thousand musicians playing at once in a crowded stadium. And I didn't see it, I don't think I did. Oh, see I'll it. send it to you. It, it's really cool, but it's even cooler now to watch it because you have everyone's jammed in together and they're happy. And they're all, you know, it, it, there must be like 200 guitar players is probably 100 drummers. It, it, and it's cute, but but the positive energy is just flowing through the stadium. Oh, nice. It, it might have been Thunderstruck. It might have been a different song, but it was ACDC. I forgot which song. But yeah, we're, we, we have each other's emails. I'll send it to you. It's really cool. Okay, nice. But nice. Uh, So um, as is always the case on Guitar Tales, the time has flown. Uh, we're probably about 35, 40 minutes in. It feels like five minutes. It does. Uh, but thank you so much for being our first ever bass player on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. Uh, same here. And, and again, for people to find you, uh, what's the best way for people to find you? Elena Holmes Bass on YouTube. Um, and uh, Facebook, if you look up Helena Holmes, there's my profile picture is me playing bass. If you look up Helena Home Space, though, you should be able to find me. Yeah, I it was yeah. very easy to find you. Well, thank you again. And I'm going to yeah. hit stop on the recording. But again, happy Hanukkah. Thank you. You too. Thank you. All right. Have a great night. All right. You too. All right. Bye-bye.